Katie. Hi. Hello. I don't know what's happening today, but every time I come on Instagram live, like a shared one, my head always uh, looks gigantic. <laughs> no worries. That's me too. Like, I think the moment it's like two levels. Yeah. My face is also like expanded, but you're looking great. Thank you so much for being with me today. Of I'm course. so excited. Of course. No, oh I, I, I love what you're doing. And I think that you know, one of the best things that we can all do for each other is support each other when other nurse creators and people here on this platform are like trying to actually do something positive and healthy and like good for our community because yeah. nursing has been a little tough. I, I know. I know. Yeah. People need an outlet. And um, also, I think people need mentors. And I yeah. think Instagram is a really great place to find a mentor. And yeah. um, I think there's so many great people in here having conversations and meaningful dialogue. So thank you for what you're doing. You. And speaking of mentors, wow, you are a mentor to so many. I mean, they have so much experience in nursing. And and I just recently found out that we graduated from the same nursing school. I know. Uh, that's great. So Even though from- you're class of 2019 and I'm like, I was a class of like, <laughs> well, I started with my associate's degree. So mm. I an associate's degree nurse in 2004. And then I went back to grad school and I think I finished my BSN in like 2011 and mm-hmm. then just went straight to grad school after that. But but yeah, you're, you are Hunter class of 2019. 2019. <laughs> Correct. Actually, so we graduated like May or June, right? And then I got my license in August and then I started working in the hospital in Mount Sinai in November. And then COVID struck that followed like a few months later. So I was a new grad when the whole COVID situation happened. I work in cardiac surgery step down and then it was converted Wait, to a COVID ICU. Which which Sinai do you work at? I work at Morningside, so right across Columbia. Okay. Because um, oh, I, I, I worked as an NP for five years at Morningside in cardiology. I absolutely loved it. It's my favorite job ever. There's something about cardiology that's just like fascinating. It, Every everything revolves around the heart. All your best I know revolve around the heart. All your good decisions revolve around the heart. Yeah. <laughs> when someone tells me, "Oh, I'm not really into the heart," I'm like, "It will talk another time." <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. You've actually kind of had a nice little um, orientation into your new career oh. field. How are you adjusting? How are you doing? Oh my goodness! I mean, now I'm. I can say that I feel much better, but so I ended my orientation end of January and like three three weeks after that, I was like, oh, something called COVID. But I think like during the end of January, we were already hearing news from other countries, right? But we were like, oh, it's never going to reach us. It's never going to reach us. Yeah, yeah. I remember in February, I was actually coming back from Dubai. I hosted Mm -hmm. a nurse's retreat to Dubai and I remember coming back. There mm-hmm. were stories everywhere. And I remember waiting for my layover flight and mm-hmm. seeing that Tom Hanks had, had COVID. And I'm like, yeah. don't take Tom Hanks from us, please. I know. I know. Oh, my God. Don't take no, our dad. Those days were crazy. And I think that's something that we could talk about as well. Because there were so m- I could only feel for the new grads that started along with me and like their own in yeah. to COVID units. Because I yeah. feel like in the beginning, we didn't understand the magnitude of how bad it was going to be. Yeah. I think it only started getting real when 
like end of February and a cardiology fellow in the emergency room came running to our unit. We were in the 10th floor and she was like, oh my gosh, there's COVID patients downstairs. You have people dying and some doctors don't want to see the patients. That sounds like, oh, this is kind of, yeah. <laughs> this You're is like, kind of. Oh, shit is hitting the fan. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, was like, I, I mean, serious. I don't really think any of us at any point in time would have ever thought that we would see a pandemic in modern day spread globally. You know, I mean, let's not discount the fact there are pandemics in many mm -hmm. countries. There yeah. are still outbreaks yeah. of cholera in Haiti. Mm -hmm. There mm -hmm. are still mm -hmm. outbreaks of anthrax and Ebola, you know, so let's not discount that. Yeah. But I don't think that any of us would have ever really thought that there would be a global pandemic. Yeah. Literally affecting. This scale. This yeah. Scale. Like literally. Yeah every country every everybody out there yeah. my mom has been a nurse for 56 years now wow. and she, to hear her talk about you know <laughs> how <laughs> like just everything that she's seen she's like all right i can i can die peacefully now knowing that i've literally seen everything <laughs> everything um yeah. everything like you know that i would ever need to see in my like professional career <laughs> Yeah, one of the senior nurses on my floor, she's been in the unit in almost 40 years. And oh, when, yeah, you know, yeah, so she was our point of reference, like prior to the pandemic, right? And then there was one day, I remember one night, I worked in the night shift. There was one night during COVID IC and I was like, oh, um, can you help me? And she was like, I honestly have no idea what we're doing too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, look at like, I was, I did a crisis contract out at Kings County. Yeah. It was so early that like, we really still didn't know anything. I mean, mm -hmm. we, we barely knew how it was transmitted. Like yeah. at that point, we were still thinking mm -hmm. airborne. And yeah, I mean, there were so many moments in the beginning where people were just kind of, listen, you do what you can with what you have. Yeah. And that's kind of the, you know, that's kind of the motto when you're in such a dire situation, when you're working through a pandemic is, yeah. You do can with what you have and shit changes every day. And that's definitely something that I think will shape a lot of our careers. Really. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you've also been in nursing for what, almost 20 years now, right? And I, I, I sound so old. Whenever I think about that, I'm like, fuck, I'm old, man. <laughs> God. Like, as long I, as you don't look like it, that's, oh that's my all that God. matters. I became a nurse in 2004. So mm. I'm going on my 17 years yeah 17 yeah, years. 17 wow. years so and i've yeah and just in the last year i finally left full-time hospital little mm -hmm. working full-time mm -hmm. since, mm -hmm. since then i've kind of always had two jobs three jobs yeah. Yeah. had like a full-time and like a, a per diem on the side but i mean i worked as a travel nurse i did my first two years as a nurse in med surge because that's where i was a patient mm -hmm. I was a PCT before I became a nurse mm -hmm. and started traveling and then I ended up in New York and I never left well except until <laughs> right now but um coming back um next May so, um but like I mean I think the one thing that a lot of people realize is that you can have a really fulfilling career as a nurse and you don't need to do the traditional things that people pigeonhole us into and that's something that I try to really get out there to my mentee yeah. at my workshops and any lectures or seminars that I give is mm -hmm. because we're just kind of automatically put in this box that yeah. you 
job in the hospital or in the clinic and you take care of patients and you be thankful you have pension and benefits and you put yeah. in years and then you leave. And that is not really right for everybody. Yeah. You know? And I think even now more days, even, even, does that even make sense? Even, <laughs> even more nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that a lot of people are leaving those traditional, mm -hmm. you know, nursing jobs are really pursuing nursing jobs that fulfill them and make them feel valued and nursing jobs that don't bring them out. Because, yeah. you know, if you really think about the purpose of nursing schools and universities, it's to basically just, you know, pump out graduates. I mean, they don't really care where you go when you're done, but yeah. our nursing education, you know, needs to shift. We need to start encouraging nurses to become entrepreneurs and to sit on yeah. board to be politicians and lawmakers. Yeah. Yeah, you know, to invent and create things. I think that that in the long run is going to help with so much of our burnout because like if you ever talk to nurses and you ask the nurses who are burnout, which is a pretty big portion of us, yeah, yeah. they are always the ones who are working like in hospital and clinic <laughs> and patient care settings, yeah. those traditional settings. And the unfortunate part of that is that some of them are in jobs that are not the right job for them places they're working somewhere because they like the fact that they can say they work in the ICU yeah. or working somewhere because you know that's just what nurses do we work in the hospital yeah. work in the ER but it's yeah. not a great job for them yeah. and on the other hand you know nurses are staying you know in places where it's just not a healthy work environment and there's mm -hmm. so many other options out there for us now but mm -hmm. no one tells us that shit we have to like find and seek out people who are doing it and, yeah, you know, so yeah, I feel I, like even it starts from nursing school too, right? They tell us, "Oh, you should get a job in med surge first. You should stay in med surge for two yeah, years." And uh, old rule. I mean, yeah, I, I was a patient care tech on med surge, yeah. so I wanted to start there. Yeah, but, um, like if you don't necessarily know, hi, Kate. If you don't necessarily know what you want to get into as far as a specialty. Yeah. And sure, work, work in med yeah. work in tele, yeah. and you yeah. have a great foundational experience mm -hmm. build from there. But mm -hmm. like, if you know you want to be an L and D or an OR yeah. nurse, yeah. why the fuck? I mean, if they hire you, yeah. then why the fuck do you need to spend several years working in a working in an area that you're not passionate about? Yeah. And this is the problem because people get pigeonholed into areas they're not passionate about, and then they mm -hmm. get burnt out, and then they hate nursing. And then they also feel like, man, this is not the right place for me. And then they mm -hmm. start doubting why they even became a nurse to begin with. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's good that so many, you know, nurse creators and influencers out there are trying to spread this message commonly now is that if you, you know, you don't need to just go into med surge. You don't even need to go into the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. whole other Forget that yeah. there's 90 there's million nurses yeah. out there. Like. The hospital ain't exactly so diverse. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Nursing is so diverse. Like, actually, I was just talking to a close friend last night who's also a nurse, and she's been working in the ICU, and she graduated from it, and they're so burnt out. And and I said, there's a whole world outside of this bedside for nurses. There's yeah. a whole about, world. Have they talked about what they think is burning them out? Like, do they like the unit that they're on or is it because of COVID or like what I is feel like it? I feel like it's a, 
accumulation of things, that short staffing that's always been there. I mean, I can speak personally for myself. So yes, COVID for sure brought a lot of burnout. I mean, you go you go into the profession with the hope and thinking that you can help almost everybody. And then you see everyone dying here and there. And then management is not helping. The hospital does not yeah. care about you. <laughs> You're like wearing the same week at a time. I mean, I, I know when I went into Kings County to start my crisis assignment, I, I expected the worst, but even mm-hmm. that, oh, I could have never expected. Yeah. We were wearing the same PPE for masks for like yeah. two at a time. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's how I fucking got COVID. Yeah. I got COVID. And I know you got COVID. Yeah, yeah. And you I were hospitalized. COVID. I was hospitalized for two weeks. I was all fucked up and I still am not... I'm still not back to like baseline. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's for been sure. a year and a half, which is yeah. crazy. But yeah, so yeah. I yeah. think people are starting to realize that just because something might be a brag worthy mm-hmm. mm-hmm. choice or sorry, mm-hmm. or or a brag worthy department, like mm-hmm. look how many complicated acute patients I take care I think, of. Yeah. It's almost like bragging right. Yeah. Look like how many gyps I can handle. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. that people are kind of starting to realize, like, am I staying in this position so I can continue to brag mm-hmm. or because it makes me feel that I'm a better nurse or more of a nurse yeah. or am I staying in this position because it's the right place for me to be? And there's a very big difference between um, having a great job and having the right job. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. lesson that I try to teach my mentees quite mm-hmm. often that there's always going to be tons of great jobs out there mm-hmm. and there's also going to be the right jobs yeah. and that, you know, when you're searching for these jobs and I mean, sometimes it's hard to find the right job right off the bat. Typically mm-hmm. your first job is not always going to be the right yeah. job, but yeah. it can be a good stepping stone. But whenever you think about like people just staying in these areas that aren't right for them, that is, that's burning people out. And we have this mass exodus out of nursing. I definitely. mean, there's lots of reasons for the mass exodus, but I definitely think that people should focus more so moving forward on like, where's the right place for me to be? Yeah. I don't care or, what, what makes them happy, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we don't ever put that as a priority. We automatically, you know, just go for what we think other people respect. Yeah. yeah. And- well, also for my friend, what she was telling me was... It is hard to leave, let's say, the bedside because security is there, right? You have great oh, pay, you have pension. You got your three to... Yeah. But they feel so unfulfilled, so unhappy. Yeah. And what I told them was, you know, financial security, yes, but like that mental health security. Yeah. It's not there. Like you're losing yeah. yourself as you're amassing all of these exactly. benefits. Yeah. Exactly. So are the benefits really worth it if you're sacrificing your mental health? If yeah. you are sacrificing your quality of life mm-hmm. or your work-life mm-hmm. Because the thing of it is, is that we have to realize that there are jobs out there that will give us a balance of both. Yeah. Sometimes they're more non-traditional jobs. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're less glorious jobs. Yeah. Sometimes they're jobs working in the public health sector yeah. where you can get good city benefits but not be killed every shift mm-hmm. you go in for. Yeah. Is that necessarily as a braggable job as saying yeah. in the I work in the ECMO ICU at the nation's <laughs> five hospital, knowing that we're 
there, you're mm-hmm. absolutely comfortable. So at some yeah. point, you need to stop stepping away from taking and keeping jobs where we are miserable, but mm-hmm. we like how it sounds yeah. or we like the the schedule and start prioritizing our mental health and shifting to jobs that actually check more than one or two things off the box. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. But what do you think? It's, it's a hard decision though. Like, yes, definitely. We can say all of those things, but I feel like it's so hard to make that decision, right? To oh, it's actually terrible. leave that security. No one wants to make that think, yeah, yeah. It's terrible. It's not, it's, it's an awful decision. Yeah. When I yeah. made the decision to leave the bedside or to leave clinical practice last year, it took me months to even yeah. to even attempt to make the decision. And it was it, it was it's not an easy decision. Mm-hmm. But if you think about any decent thing in life that gets us somewhere further, it's not going to be just an easy decision. It's yeah. not going to be a cakewalk. I'll tell you what the easy decision is. The easy decision is to take the traditional job. Mm-hmm. The easy decision is to take, you know, the job where they're constantly pulling in 300 mm-hmm. orientation mm-hmm. every other Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, but the difficult decision. And again, here's where we really need to start shifting how we're training and how we're educating our nurses and our healthcare professionals is, you know, that that other decision should be, you know, again, like the opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. And where is going to be the best place that allows you to feel professionally fulfilled mm-hmm. and allow mm-hmm. you to grow your career? Mm-hmm. Um, and what is also going to bring you some peace of mind and what's mm-hmm. going to fill you and make you happy instead of just what has the good schedule and yeah. where do you get the most vacation time? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we could go on and on about that. Yeah. I like what the comment said. There's no clout in hating your everyday, which is so true. But yeah. Listen, let's go back to that. Yep. Christy, BB. Um, you hit the nail on the head. There's no fucking cloud in that. Just like yeah. that meme that you see, it says exhaustion is not a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. Like, who does that make feel good at the end of the day? It doesn't. But it doesn't. We, we love to think that being in the most harsh, horrid environments makes us look bigger or makes us yeah. better, makes us more of a nurse. Yeah. And I mean, you can see it on. There's a lot of like nurse meme pages. Um, yeah. Evie, Evie used to do this too. I know, yeah. Where it's like ICU nurses versus yeah. like aesthetics nurses or something. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, we're better because, you know, we work here. And, and that's the mentality. And I think that we, mm-hmm. we have to eventually shift away from that mentality. Yeah. Thinking that, yeah. um, that the more acuity you take care of or the, or the more devices you manage, you know, makes you more of something because that's kind of what's fucking with people's heads when mm-hmm. they go out to seek jobs. Cause they're like, yeah. well, I don't know if I want to work in the hospital. Yeah. I, I kind of want to work in aesthetics clinic or yeah. I want to work in the public health sector, mm-hmm. educating young men about HIV. Like, is that brag worthy? No. Like, is it <laughs> acuity? No. Matter of fact, it's probably going to feel like a cakewalk compared yeah. to you know, the traditional job. But if people were encouraged a little more from the beginning to do that thing that they're really passionate about, I think we would have a lot more nurses in the right jobs. Yeah, definitely. Like for those who are working bedside, like there are people who are meant to work bedside. Like they truly thrive in it. They enjoy it. They love learning every single time. Like that's not the issue. The issue is that 
there are people who are staying and settling in bedside when they hate being there every yes, single yeah. moment. And it's so sad. It is honestly so sad. I mean, I I agree with talking about like the memes, right? The CVICU nurses and the aesthetic <laughs> nurse. Yeah. Always yeah. the CVICU nurses. But both are still nurses. Yeah, like, yeah. I was actually doing an interview the other day with a journalist and mm-hmm. she was like, so you're not really even a nurse anymore then. I'm like, well, actually, I'm a nurse practitioner. And actually, yes, I am. In fact, I have a much bigger impact yeah. on people doing what I do now than mm-hmm. when I go to the hospital. And she's mm-hmm. like, but how can you say that you're even a nurse or an NP mm-hmm. if you're not in the hospital? And I was like, what is the definition of a nurse? And she said, someone who takes care of patients. And I said, is that the definition of a nurse? Like. Who wrote that? Did Mm -hmm. you write that? I I didn't. That's not my definition. My definition of a nurse is somebody who helps contribute to the health, wellness, or health Mm -hmm. education of another. And Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of like a very general, broad Mm -hmm. like definition. Mm -hmm. But like Mm -hmm. nurses do so much more beyond patient care in everyday world. And part of that is education, mentoring, and impact. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I've never thought about it like that. And I'm like, yeah, there's, yeah. there's like nurses who own businesses and there's, yeah. you know, who have, you know, for instance, like Nicole Kupchik, she has this phenomenal like online learning courses. And she was just, the journalist was like, and, yeah. I'm, like, and I'm like, yeah, it's, it, there's a whole group of us out there. And I'm like, so are you going to tell us that we're not nurses? And she's like, no. No, I, I totally, I totally understand it now. So, yeah. and I think also with all of the gruesome things that came out of this pandemic, I think a beauty and secret that came out are the connections people made online, right? Oh, and yeah. it really exposed and show, like showed how big nursing is and how diverse the field is. Like, yes, of course, we have the bedside nurses, we have the nurses and the in outpatient clinics but mm-hmm. we have the educators oh i can just remember that nursing educators who were teaching everyone reteaching everyone the basic stuff that everyone forgot because everyone was so used to their unit that everyone forgot yeah. the basics of emergency care right and that's yeah. where the which yeah. is what people had to relearn yeah in covid because if your unit was like the mm-hmm. post-surgery unit yeah units now the covid unit you're dealing yeah. med surge and mm-hmm. COVID you know, vented mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. oh, I normally was just doing, you know, incision site checks and yeah. um, post-op vitals. So this is new. And yeah. Everything revolves around, I mean, education is the heart of everything. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And again, like the role of the nurse, it stems from education and impact. Mm-hmm. And it stems from education and impact almost more than it does from like patient care. I mean, there is obviously a main, a main piece of what nursing, of what nurses do, but mm-hmm. it's not like the only part of what nurses are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I feel like also we impact whatever we define as a patient, even if it's not like through direct touch, right? Even the things that you do, let's say through social media, like that's touching lives every day. Oh, yeah. And, and there are patients in their homes who are scared to seek help. Yeah. And they need that boost of 
encouragement. And I feel like that's the great thing about social media. I mean, yeah. I know yeah. you have your own history of social media in your nursing career, and you're an OG in this. It's been around a long time, and apparently, get any more new followers, I do viral, like annoying TikTok dances. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and uh, the whole this whole Instagram algorithm is like messing with me. Yeah, I I hate it because I I think that it has taken the focus away from meaningful, impactful content, yeah. Building yeah. like content and it has yeah. towards clickbaity mm-hmm. and go mm-hmm. factual, Yeah. Funny shit, which everyone needs funny shit. Don't yeah. Me. yeah. I love me some funny shit. Yeah. But Come the fuck on. I know. <laughs> Someone is asking, do you think nursing yeah. will ever be the same? I used to love being a nurse up until last year. Here, so DBW05. Um, my thoughts on that is yes and no. Yes, because the human health spectrum always goes up and down. We have made tons of progress from what we were last year. And I think that there is a level of normalcy that will go back, you know, post-COVID. And eventually there will be a post-COVID. There was a post-Spanish flu. There was a post-Black plague. Eventually it will happen. It's just a matter of when. But I think there are some things about nursing that won't change. And I think Mm -hmm. one of the things that won't change is nurses really speaking up about their unsafe and toxic work environments, which is a good thing. And also nurses looking for alternate forms of employment like telehealth and remote nursing and even focusing on you know doing their doing their own thing because i think a lot of people kind of realize that you know maybe this environment isn't the right one for me i think covid mm-hmm. forced a lot of people to reevaluate if they love what they do and if that job cares about them yeah definitely but, 100% yeah. I mean, but I think like in the essence, like, yes, nursing will go back to being nursing. I mean, right now, nursing is nursing. Like, it is what it is. You deal with the public health of the communities that you serve, you know, and I think that disease processes change and and shift. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure at some point in time down the line, you know, we'll have another pandemic happen. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Hopefully I will be dead and gone by then. But, Please no. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's two cents. Yeah, I I agree though that it will somewhat return to how it was, but I feel like it's still like, everything's like expanding every single day with nursing, and like referring back to what you said earlier, when someone says, "Oh, I hate nursing," I, I feel like it's more of, "Are you sure it's nursing itself, or it's just yeah, a specific nursing that you're working at?" where you're at right now. And again, that's kind of what I was mentioning earlier. Somebody who is at a good job, but not the Mm -hmm. right. Um, Somebody who is just not in the right department. Maybe you're not in the right specialty. Maybe you're working in the hospital, in the ER, and where you should be working at is in the outpatient oncology clinic. You know? Yeah. But I usually start out by asking people, what's your dream job? Literally. And a lot of people are like, what? Why would you ask that? <laughs> I've never thought about that. But why? Every other yeah. profession thinks about what their dream job would be. If mm-hmm. we finance, if we worked in real estate, if we worked in corporate world, if we worked in the art mm-hmm. world, what's your dream mm-hmm. job? 
to be a curator of ancient Egyptian art at the Metropolitan Museum block of art. Like, that's someone's dream job. But it has to feel, again, very pigeonholed, very stuck, yeah. very traditional route. So whenever, like, I hear someone say, like, I hate nursing, I usually start out by saying, okay, what's your dream job? And they yeah. tell me something in nursing. Yeah. I had this last weekend. Um, the girl there, her name is Erin. She was like, she was like, my dream job to be able to precept NPs like outside of the hospital. And I'm like, okay, so let's get started. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God. But yeah, look, it's, it's Yari. That's a tough question to think about. Yeah. Do you know why? It is a tough question to think about because from the minute that we start school, undergrad, grad school, we are never encouraged to be creative mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. are never encouraged to think or to dream. Mm-hmm. We are courage to just get through get your license pass and get yeah. in environment a b or c yeah and people that were there and glad that we have nice benefits which is so ironic because if you i remember from my nursing textbook in fundamentals they described nursing as nursing is a science and an art right there's a whole creative world behind nursing that i feel like we don't really touch upon i mean oh yeah yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm still, uh, even to this day, I'm so surprised at the different nurse jobs that someone could have. Like, I didn't even know that a nurse could be a flight nurse. Yeah. A flight nurse. I mean, there are nurses who are like device educators. Like, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I was a CARDS NP, we took care of LVAD patients. Mm-hmm. And um, one of our, so we had an educator who would come around and she was amazing and she was a nurse and she would come, she worked for Abbott and she would come around and she would educate us on the LVADs and yeah. her job. And she's like, I'm so glad that I realized that, you know, bedside wasn't for me. And I found this other opportunity. She's like, I make great money. I mm-hmm. have to work nights and weekends and holidays. And she loved it. And it was the right thing for her. But like, a lot of people are like, I didn't know nurses could work for device companies. Yeah, my friend too. He always wanted to be like product marketing. And he's a nurse. And I was like, you can be a medical re- representative for products. You don't know that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like for work for like Stryker or, or Medtronic or Abbott, yeah. like in a heartbeat. And they, and they make lots of money too because <laughs> they have a lot of commissions. <laughs> yeah, they have commissions and they also have much bigger budgets. Nursing is great because it is so, so expensive. But every new grad or nursing student that's about to graduate that I talk to, they're like, uh, I'm already stressed thinking about what hospital unit I, I, I could get into. I mean, one, obviously, it's hard to get a job as a new grad nurse. You have no experience. No, no one yeah. trusts you. So it's so frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. But also... I feel like this is the first thing that come out of new grad nurses' mind, like even the right after graduation is what hospital unit am I going to work at when it doesn't have to be a hospital. Like yeah, it, it doesn't does not have to be a hospital. It have to be a unit. Like I mean, you could go right into device sales. You could go right into um, you know, working for someone's like private practice somewhere. Mm-hmm. You, could, mm-hmm. you could go work for the health um department in the city and you could go work as a school nurse. You could go yeah. work. I mean, again, like the shit is, you could work for a big pharma. You could work yeah. for a pharmaceutical company. Yeah. What do you care about? <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. There's so many Politics options. too, like you said, 
we need so much nursing voice in legislation. Yeah. And yeah, it. I'm only like two, almost two and a half years in, and I feel like because of COVID, <laughs> I really am burnt out. I think also being in social media kind of didn't help with it, but also didn't help with it because so much. I mean, you know, there's so much misinformation going on online. Oh and my. I feel like this is it's... also another way our nursing roles are extended, right? Outside of a building is through our platforms here yeah. on social media. Because of how much misinformation is going on. Actually, it's I started... Like draining. Yeah. yeah it's it literally so draining. draining. It's like exhausting. And I mean, I had to like take like... I, I'm like... About like a month and a half ago, I was like, I can't fucking talk about COVID misinformation vaccines yeah. anymore. I'm like, yeah. I need a solid two months off of it. Yeah. And- one of the main reasons why I started this live stream was there was there was one time I just got out of a, it was a 13-hour COVID shift. And once I got out of um, Sinai, there were protesters outside of saying how COVID was a hoax. When, well, we, when, uh, <laughs> when we bagged 10 patients that night and i was like i cannot deal with this i and you'll notice that those who usually talk are the ones who hasn't stepped foot in the hospital oh yeah they're so far removed there's there's always a disconnect with ignorance Mm -hmm. and when you think about people who are ignorant people Mm -hmm. like that who are spreading you know that information there's a huge disconnect because you know for instance they only watch fox news yeah red flag The red, the red, flag. The, the red flags, the four red, red flags. flags. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's a new battle that I feel like everyone in the healthcare field is, is going to continue battling, especially in this age of social media. I mean, I feel like it's also here on Instagram that and TikTok as well, where we see so many of the dirty secrets that the hospitals are being exposed, right? Even Nurse Blake, I, I don't know if you saw, um, he did an Instagram story series. Uh, he was like, oh, send me how your hospital looks. Or oh, yeah. 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 And I was dying. I was dying. I was like, this is how we treat nurses. This, this is how is hospitals keep. Why hospitals don't like nurses with large platforms and nurses. Yeah. Who- yeah. Funny. This is like, yeah. I I think that we should all kind of be whistleblowers if we can safely. <laughs> yeah. 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 My- in fact, my stand-up show, The Bad Decisions Tour, that is going to basically be like a full 90-minute roast of the healthcare system. I am ready. I'm going to be like roasting everybody, and I'm kind of excited because it'll, it. it'll give like a, a way for like, I don't need to worry about a hospital firing me, yeah. so shit now. So <laughs> Actually, this is very timely because my last shift in the hospital is this Saturday night. Oh my God. So, I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna be nice till until until Saturday. But I did actually. Well, prior to the hospital, for a few months, I was working with a facility to give vaccinations for flu vaccines during that time. Yeah. And then now we're giving like COVID vaccines, and now to children. And I feel like just that connection of patients waiting for their immunization has been so touching to me. So I actually want to yeah. allocate more time to that where. And like less stress in the hospital because cardiac yeah. surgery was so fun and I learned so much. Yeah. But it is so stressful. It is. It's it very, is. very high intensity. So stressful. It's also heavy. Um it's so heavy, yeah. 
heavy in the sense of like, you know, I, I can tell you many times where I used to go home from my shift and I would just be so sad because it's like, you have a patient who they are rejecting their brand new heart, or you have a patient who like their LVAD um, mm -hmm. issues and they are mm -hmm. not a transplant candidate. Mm -hmm. And you do then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No it's like this pe yeah, these people come to you hoping that um, yeah. everything oh. would turn out okay. Right. And, and then very heavy. So you're going to go, so you're going full time in the vaccine center. Yeah. As much as I can. And yeah, and I still also do work in a clinic part-time as well, per diem as well, in an interventional cardiology. So oh. during nursing school, I was the medical assistant in that clinic. And the cardiologist there brought me to Sinai because that's, that's, that's where they're attending. So now I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back there as well. So then it looks like after your shift on Saturday, you'll be able to say a lot more. <laughs> I know. I can't wait for January because I'm a, you know, I, know. I mean I'm per diem now, but you know, I'm still contacting, so it will be nice. <laughs> yeah. No. But yeah, um that'll no, that'll, it, that'll be a good change for you. Yeah, and and it's not just me. I mean, yes, of course I was I was kind of burnt out from the whole COVID thing. I think it it was kind of different as a new grad nurse. Because you look up to these senior nurses hoping to give you guidance. Yeah, but they themselves didn't know what was going on. Yeah. So yeah, like, and trying to learn how God. to be a nurse, but also learn how to be a nurse dealing with something that yeah. we're all so unsure about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so As, you know, new grads during last year really kind of got hit in the head with the uh, baptism by fire. I know, and you know, another group of people in the hospital who I really felt for were the interns, the residents. <laughs> Oh, I know. Came out of straight of medical school and... Oh, just like, just... Everyone's looking frightful. up to them. <laughs> frightful, because they're like, oh, you're a doctor? Okay, come in here. Run this ICU. I had OBGYN attending. And then I remember I had um, an OBGYN attending one night. And then I had a um, like an endocrinology attending one night running our COVID ICU. And they were our attendings. And they were both from um, Seattle. And we realized we're like, wow. Wow. And attending was maybe a year out of her fellowship. And um, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's crazy. People, people got thrusted into some shit last year. Let me, let, me let me tell you, I've never seen so many people from different states in one unit. Yeah. With all the travelers I, during that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be like, all right, is anybody staff? And no one raises their hand. And yeah, it was, it was definitely scary, scary times. But um, as gruesome, again, as gruesome as it was, I feel like this whole pandemic um, really exposed a lot about the hospital system. And uh, it exposed a lot. Those things yeah. I think that people finally, like, can't deny. Yeah. Um, you know, wait until where, after Saturday. But. Where, <laughs> it'll have to be part two. Yeah, I'll, I'll, text, you I, I'll, text, I'll text you what I really want to say. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I'll and... Put it on the podcast. <laughs> it, it, will, it will have to wait. Um, it will be in Bad Decisions Live. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, I really do feel for my co-nurses, like, of my cohort, or even the year after me because they mm -hmm. couldn't find a job yeah 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 they couldn't find a job because yes everyone was short 
um, everywhere was short, but I was gonna preset these people yeah. when oh yeah almost yeah. when almost everyone quit like yeah. people didn't want to go to work um, which is understandable for many people had families people were afraid we get that part a lot of people who were waiting to retire just retired when the pandemic was starting and so with new grads coming in like from 2020 I had to precept a student I was like um, gosh yeah we're gonna work through this again <laughs> teach me as well breaks my it break, breaks my heart absolutely breaks I know. and the and the last cohort of nursing school during that time which were all online and they had to learn how to do stuff for clinicals online at home oh so, i i th- honestly i i i just i i have i have no words for that because i i think that that had to be so incredibly difficult yeah, I not know. i mean if not impossible it just yeah oh. Yeah, and through all of this, though, like, I feel like there's so many things with nursing that tries to scare the new generation, right? Oh, nurses eat their young. Oh, the management is bad. Oh, hospitals don't care for you. Oh, you can't find a job. What would be your message to these incoming nurses who are either in school or just got out of school or are trying to get into nursing school? I think my message would be, for one, you're never alone. There's always going to be somebody, whether it's in your department or whether it's here mm-hmm. on Instagram, who you mm-hmm. can reach out to. And mm-hmm. that's the first and most important message because a lot of new nurses are just feeling very alone. If you do not have a good supportive environment where you're working, then reach out to you know one of us nurse public figures and one of us nurse mentors mm-hmm. here on Instagram. There's, there's a pretty good group of us here, yeah. nurses, nurse practitioners, because that's why we're here. That's why we have this community. I think the other piece to that is that you have to trust your gut. We're so good about trusting our gut when Mm -hmm. we're walking in and we're like, "Mm, this patient's trying to die right now. But we are terrible at trusting our gut when we feel like, I don't think this is the right floor for me. Mm -hmm. I don't think the right unit for me, Mm -hmm. the right area for me. Mm -hmm. And Instead of just like forcing yourself to stay in a situation that isn't good because it may have some cool perks, do mm-hmm. yourself a favor and start exploring things with the first priority being, will this job make me happy, bring mm-hmm. fulfillment, and mm-hmm. will it allow me to feel valued? And try to do your reverse job search and start from something like that and go after the job that you know that you will actually be happy with. So yeah. but mm-hmm. know that you're never alone. It- Feel like a certain place isn't sacrificing your your mental health over it. Get out and get somewhere else because there's so many other things you could be doing. And also, I feel like it also boils down to happiness, and that influences your patient care as well. Because if you're not happy with your job and your mind's not on it and your heart's not on it, that's actually in the long term that's so unsafe for patients and for you as well. Yeah, if you're Um, I mean, shit. I know, like that's how it is. Yeah. Um I actually wanted to share there is a cardiologist, a new fellow cardiology fellow in a different floor, and he's always wanted to do something with photography, right? Mm-hmm. But he comes to our family physicians. So he felt right. like there was no other choice but to become a physician. Mm-hmm. And one thing he told me one night, like really touched me and he said, It's so sad that I call the shots in people's hearts. When my own is not in it, and oh, that's deep. I know that hits deep. Um, 
Yeah, that's and you know what? He's he's right. Yeah. He's right. So like yeah. what life are you living? Are you living mm-hmm. a life making choices operating out of fear or making mm-hmm. choices that are going to make other people satisfied or happy or make you yeah. look cool? Or yeah. are you making choices where you are going to be the priority and where you mm-hmm. feel fulfilled, mm-hmm. valued, and appreciated. And you're actually mm-hmm. going to be passionate about what you're doing. And like, if your own heart isn't in it, then yeah, your bank account might be in it. Yeah. Your people might be in it, but that's going to, at some point in time, that's not going to be enough anymore. And yeah. we can't keep suppressing our feelings when it comes to like where we think we should be versus where we're at. 100% and I feel like the nursing community is so 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 fortunate to have figures like you who stand as that role model and just and like you know it's a sense of refuge right um I feel like as nurses also we try to seek validation from a lot of sources mm-hmm. it's the only places we work at don't give them exactly exactly so it's great to see many pillars who are public who reminds nurses that oh there's there is a life like outside of bedside nursing yeah and not your identity yeah it is not your identity i i agree and it's so fun i mean not everyone probably can be a legendary influencer like bk stop I'm but, the most uh, regular, regular chick you will ever meet, literally. And you'll meet me in January, so stop. I cannot wait. And I love how your Twitter bio is it's just audacious. An audacious person. And I super agree. And I feel like us nurses should be more audacious. Right? We should stir the pot more. We should, like... Yeah. We, should, we should stir yeah. the pot more, yeah. We should. We should stir the pot more. And we should be a little more um, opinionated and a little less mm-hmm. tolerant. Yeah, I have no idea how many times I hear from my co-nurses when they try to voice out their opinions and they'll be like, oh, no one's going to listen. I am just a nurse. I think we have to change that mentality. Yeah, yeah. and people feel that way for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there really needs to be a big cultural change in nursing, but it has to yeah. start. Um, the public and the media portrayals of what a nurse is and what nursing is. And it also needs to start in our education systems and I then you're down into the departments and the areas where nurses work and to the people who are training new nurses and, you know, and then, you know, here in, in the social community. And so yeah. if we all make it a point to make some of that, you know, a little bit mm-hmm. of change or to push a dialogue a little more each day, then, you know, eventually shit will, shit will change. Shit will change. Yeah. Yeah, I always tell people, like, you should be proud that you're a nurse. And it's something to be really, really, really to be proud of. Yeah, and it I'm is. Proud, no matter yeah. where you're a nurse at. I don't care if you're a school nurse at a grade yeah. school with 10 kids in it, or mm-hmm. if you're um, an ECMO nurse at Hopkins, or if you are a nurse uh, working in a free HIV clinic in the middle of Newark, New Jersey. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care if you check Botox all day. If you do, I'll be your friend. I, I mean, I mean, yeah, if you do, I think it was happy going talk to yesterday, and I think I missed the memo because I need some static lines taken care of. And also for school nurses here in New York, I've been hearing of school nurses 
they're hiring for like a hundred to one hundred fifty an hour. I mean, wow, that's that's a that's a good opportunity. Yeah, for everyone there who needs who wants to be a school nurse. <laughs> well, thank you yeah. so much for having this. I um I Katie. think this was some great dialogue. Katie, thank you so so much. It is such an honor. Thank you for gracing us with your time and your wisdom and your experience. I am so motivated and encouraged by you, as many other as with any many other people and. And thank you, Clara, for connecting both of us. I know. Shout out, to, shout out to my girl. There's Clara. Shout out to Clara. Oh, thank, thank you for what you're doing. And thank you for this dialogue and this platform that you're creating in this safe space. And um, I love it. And you're representing. And I, I'm, I'm here for it. So happy to support in any way. And thank you, thank you guys for joining in. Thank you, everyone. Good night, too. Good night, everyone. Katie, you thank you so like, much. And huh? I'll see you in January. Oh, yeah, you will. I see you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Good night, everybody. Bye.